there is an indefinable, mysterious power that pervades everything. That power that can make a way out of nowhere. Today, the world, in the world, is so much suffering because of that one of prayer. Welcome, everybody. This is the Prayer Revolution. We're so glad to have you here. My name is Doyal, and I'm here with my good friend and co-host, Vera. And uh, we're here to say our morning prayer and uh, welcoming all these great souls. I see Jeff, AJ, Vivi, George, Rohini, Aditi, Pat, Bakta Louie, and Bakta Louie's dog, as well as Bryn and all of our good friends tuning in Instagram Live. We've got, we got ourselves going live on Instagram, and we also have a live Zoom group that's here. It's like our, our, our live, not live, distantly live, socially distant live studio audience. Um, we're glad to have everybody here. And um, we, uh, we start our day off with a prayer. Vera Budra leads us in a morning prayer. And then we discuss bringing the mood of prayer into our daily lives. So turn it over to you, Vera. Super grateful to be with you, Doyal. Grateful to be with you guys. And let's uh, take a moment to pause our day. Let's pause whatever it is we're doing right now, whatever is going on right now in our hearts, in our minds, physically, we're active. Let us pause. Let us take these moments to pause. Give ourselves those moments to reconnect and to set our spiritual intention. What is it that we want to bring into our day? What state of consciousness do we want to bring into our day? to surcharge everything that we do with that quality. Just coming to that clarity within your own heart. What is it that you're looking to bring into your day today? What is it that you're looking to experience today? Connecting to your full body breaths, breathing the deepest breaths you've taken all day so far. Getting into that position in your mind, in your heart, physically to receive, to receive support from a higher power, support from this prayer. My dear Lord, I'm yours. Every moment of my life, I'm searching for meaning and I'm searching for truth. Help me to be grateful so that I can walk through the doorway of abundance that is before me in every moment, the abundance of the opportunity to serve, the abundance of the opportunity to connect. When I keep my mind fixed on you, when I bring my mind back to the goal of what it is that you want from me, a life of love, a life of fulfillment, a life of challenge, a life of growth, a life of transformation, a life of service, there's a deep inner fulfillment that we're all seeking. My Lord, help us to experience that fulfillment right now, just a little bit in this prayer. Help us to feel that connection with you and make that our focus, make that our goal of our life. There's so many things that we have to do day in and day out just to maintain our body, to perform our duties for work, to perform our duties for family. But let those all be supports to help us to awaken ourselves spiritually so that we can bring that intention to serve, that intention to love, that intention to uplift others into every moment of our life. We're seeking that meaning, we're seeking that fulfillment and it's had 
when we express our hearts in service to you, in service to all your children. So asking just to help us to see that window of that beautiful life that you want for us. We'll experience, we'll experience the challenges of this world. We'll experience the ups and the downs. We'll experience so many different things in this life. But help us to stay fixed and focused. There's a prize of each moment. That's why they call it the presence. It's a present. It's a gift that you give us each moment to serve, to love, to remember. So please help us right now in these moments to remember that it is in serving, it is in giving that we receive that greatest joy that we're seeking. And help us to have the courage to bring that intention, to bring that consciousness into our day that unfolds. We live to give, we live to serve. Please empower us to be able to do so. Awaken that natural tendency of our soul to be able to do so. And call out your holy names to empower us, to help us feel that connection with you today. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare. Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. Thank you, Vera, so much from the heart. Thank you, DG. Thank you for being with me and helping me to find my heart. Always there. I got. I'll just. I got the flashlight. I'll just. I'll hold your. I'll hold your flashlight. I love it, Baba. I love it. Yes. Yes. Shine the light. You shine the light just by being, just your presence, just your your very presence. It is like a lighthouse that is a beacon for truth and that gives us all direction, gives us hope. Oh, Krishna. That's what it is, Baba. That's what it is. A lot of things going down there in Florida. So you got the fan on in the morning. You, you guys warm down there? Um, you know what? I put the fan on in this room. I've, I've been cleaning up this little office. I got a cute little office here right on, uh, right on the highway in downtown Alachua. And um, it's, it's in a building that actually, if you guys have ever heard of Krishna.com, is, is an awesome uh, online company that sells all these, you know, great devotional um, items, you know, books and so many different things. And uh, I'm actually in their building, their, their, their headquarters, and they just, they had an office. They had uh, intern offices and different things like that. And they had an office that was uh, available for rent. So... I'm around some great people every single day. At least I get to say hi to them. And, and uh, they gave me this, this uh, little office that hadn't been used in a long time. So cleaned it up and uh, keep putting energy into it. And so I put the fan on just to get some air moving. AJ said they're probably tired of seeing his address pop up because he's got so many packages from them. <laughs> yeah. he's, a gold, he's a gold star member. Uh, yeah. Awesome. 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 And how about you, Doya? What, how are you doing today, buddy? What's, what's, uh, what's on your heart? What's on your mind? What are some reflections that you're having about life? Mm, I've got no fans on over here because it's still cold in New York city in May. Don't know what happened. Mm -hmm. Still, still wait, still waiting. I was a friend of mine, our friend Joseph, who came with us to India in January. I was talking with him on the phone yesterday and uh, he's mostly been staying upstate, but he had to come back into the city to get something. And, 
Um, he had snow the other day. Yeah, and upstate. Upstate. It's like, what? It's like, I don't know. And so it, it's a, it, it is, uh, it, it is. Global warming finally stopped because everyone's staying inside and now it's snowing. Like Mother Nature's like making up for lost time. <laughs> I don't know. But, uh, but no, otherwise it's been, um, you, you know, you want to know something that, that happened to me yesterday? I got a little, I had this, like this, 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 uh, this little scare with, with our dog, Jiva. We took him for a walk and he came back in from a walk. He's a four month old little cockapoo. And he, um, he was just acting really funny and strange. And I was, I was in the side, my side room office here, just doing some work, but my wife was, took him for a walk and, um, <clears throat> We actually had two people over because my wife was doing a photo shoot for her clothing line that she's about to launch for the spring summer online. And they were noticing also like he was kind of like, he was sleeping for a long time. He was losing his balance. And, uh, and then my wife took him out for a walk and he seemed to be okay. But then he was just like, he would be kind of like swaying back and forth like this a little bit with his head. And, and then uh, finally, when he, she, she brought him back inside for the walk, like he went to go up this, these little stairs that he normally just jumps up and he just like completely toppled over himself and lost his balance. And I wa- my wife walked in and was like, something's wrong with our dog. And I was like, he was playing. I took him for a walk and he was playing with another dog earlier that day. And it was a little bit of a bigger dog. And I thought, oh my God, like maybe he has like a concussion or something. You know, mm-hmm. I thought like, I really thought I had like a concussion. And, and so we mm-hmm. actually, um, I canceled my meeting. We took him to the emergency vet. We took him there, and we were, and, and I remember, I remember driving there with this like great fear and worry of like, oh my god, like what is wrong? Because he also he's a little pup, like what is this like permanent damage? And um, I remember thinking in my head like this is like, I was like, man, being a parent is so brutal, and I just have a dog. Imagine if you had like human kids. I was like, I, mm-hmm. I couldn't imagine. I was like, this is brutal, you mm-hmm. know. And I just thought like, wow, and I, and I just remember thinking like what would I tell myself? Like, you know what I mean? Like, I'm now the listener of the podcast wanting to get some comfort and some wisdom. And I was like, it's not so easy. And a part of me was thinking like, man, am I insensitive sometimes when I'm just telling people like, think of a higher power and everything's going to be okay. And I was like, that's not what I need to hear right now. You know, like life sucks. Mm -hmm. And so I just remember I was going through all those emotions. And then we, because of COVID-19, we couldn't go into the, 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 the hospital vet we just had to drop him off at the door and they took him in and then we went for a little walk. We were like talking, distracting ourselves. And then they finally called my wife back and she said, um, you know, this is something that's common very often, especially in Brooklyn. We see this a lot. We, these symptoms seem pretty recognizable. Um, it's very common in Brooklyn that dogs when they're roaming the streets will ingest marijuana that's been left on the ground and it will, you know, cause all these symptoms of, you know, just like swaying side to side, dripping his pee, tr- shaking a little bit, losing his balance. And we're like, oh, I thought it was a concussion, but he just having a bad trip. <laughs> and so they said, like, there's nothing we can do. They said, they said, uh, you can do a drug test, but it won't come back for a few days. And if the symptoms go away in the next 24 hours, he should be fine. Otherwise, if they don't if they don't go away, come back and we'll have to do further tests for something, con, you know, if it's something congenial with his liver or something like that. And so we just took him home and we just, you know, he threw up a little bit and he was, he, you know, he was just like, just going like, like shaking, losing his, totally off, like completely not himself. 
And Jiva, then, Jiva was partying like a rock star oh with him when his parents weren't looking. Yeah, I mean, we, it was just, and so it was just, um, you know, I was talking with Gustuba yesterday, a good friend. He was like, yeah, I hope it's not a gateway drug and get into other things. And, <laughs> and I said, well, you know, he's been hanging out with these puppies in the neighborhood. I've been telling him to stay away. And, you know, every, he just keeps hanging out with these, these, these other puppies. Bad but association, it, bro. Bad association. And so anyway, so it was, it was kind of, you know, last night it was kind of funky. And the, but then this morning he kind of woke up and he seems to be his normal self. So that kind of seems what it is, but um, it was. Was he itching kind of, to? Was he itching to get back on the street? Get back out for? for What's the thing? It wasn't. It wasn't like you know. It's like for a dog. It was like poison. For it wasn't like he was like high. It was like a bad trip of just like he just told. He was. He was out of it. Yeah. He was out of it and just like you know probably wasn't enjoyable for him at all. But uh, mm -hmm. Jiva putting on fish tracks. I was a fish fan. AJ, by the way, I, I've I, I've seen them in concert and they've. But anyways. And so it was, you know, that was just, a he's in his teenage years, you know, he's in his teenage years, you know, he's, he's what he's about like, you know, 11 years old right now. And, uh, just, you know, experimenting is a, he's a young uh, explorer and, you know, he got, got, got too big of a dose and now maybe he's thinking twice about it. Yeah. But, the, but the, the doctor was like, yeah, we, we see this a lot. It's kind of common in Brooklyn. They wondered if he could pick stuff up, you know, and so, and, and also, and also, you know, this, this particular, the streets in New York are filthy. Because street sweeping has been suspended for the last two months. So there hasn't been street sweeping. So there's garbage everywhere. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And so it's just kind of like, ugh. But anyway, so, so anyway, so that happened. But I remember thinking as we were going to the vet, because I was so scared. You know, like, what if, what if this ruins his life? Like, what if he's, like, mentally impaired for the rest of his life? And, like, can I handle that? And, and mm -hmm. um, I just remember thinking, like, God. And I remember thinking just, like, geez, like, this material is just brutal. Like, mm. and, and the thing is, we know it. Like, we know, like, this is a, some, in, in, in Sanskrit and Vedic texts, it's like, you know, the world of samsara, like the, the world of birth and death, you know, mm -hmm. birth, death, old age, and disease. It's like, we know that's going to happen. Mm. But at the same time, we go through life thinking like, oh, it's not going to happen. Mm. And, but when it does, it's like, there's so much pain and anxiety and worry that goes along with it. And, in that moment, I was like, am I in a space to just think of a higher principle and like get over it and be transcendental? And I was like, I don't know. Mm -hmm. You know, so it's, it's, there's that gap between philosophy and realization between, you know, um, transcendentalism and, and humanism, you know, mm -hmm. but, uh, so anyways, that happened yesterday and, uh, the world's a scary place. Don't let your puppies, kittens or children Pick up anything, eat anything off the ground. Get in those, yeah, those, especially the massive piles of marijuana. Especially in Brooklyn. Yeah, watch out for those big piles. <laughs> now, I'm appreciating you sharing, DG, um, so much. Yeah, yeah, really, okay, where's our realization that we want to talk, you know, in alignment with that? And just thinking about in the Mahabharata, the great uh, Purana, the great text of, um, of India that, that speaks about the history of India. And, and in that, um, a great king is, is questioned by death, personified that, you know, what's the greatest mystery? There's a whole beautiful story behind it, but what's the greatest mystery of this world? And the king responds that the greatest mystery of this world is that although we see death around us all the time, we don't think it's going to happen to us. You know, and somehow or other, there's a veil. And, and our, our dear friend, uh, community member Barbara Slane, she runs a weekly um, program called in spirit at the Baki center 
that is um, it's a conversation about approaching the subject of death before dying, you know, like really actually approaching the our mortality as human beings so that we can live fully, you know, like if that fear is unconsciously running our lives, that fear underneath, which is the greatest fear, we, we, whatever fear we have in life ultimately comes to like the finality that, that our body, you know, that, that we will not exist, the fear of, of not existing, the fear of not, of this life not having meaning. And, and so to be able to approach that topic, what I found, and you know, Brian, we were on a, on a call last Wednesday, and um, and we, you know, it's 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 just the most empowering topic, you know, mm-hmm. to to not avoid it, right? Because like you're saying, it's like it's gonna hit, right? It's like it is a reality that it, it, we're all there's a hundred percent mortality rate, you know, that no one has ever lived in a human body eternally, and so we're we're faced with that reality. It's something that you know we don't think it's gonna happen to us. But there's a veil that kind of covers us and there's there's a reason for that you know according to the vedas because our soul is eternal the idea of dying is so um it's so not true that it's like we don't believe it and so you know but then we do our material body does cease to exist you know so if we're in that material consciousness we're in that bodily consciousness yeah that fear that's where that fear exists you know and and it's very real you know because we're not we're not uh, fully, you know, spiritually awakened, where we're not on the bodily platform. Um, at least I'm not, for sure. And and so then that fear exists, right? That that fear mm. is very real. We experience it in acute ways, in little ways, you know, um, throughout our everyday life. We experience that fear, the 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 restricting effect that it has on our our self-expression, and mm. and then that that gross, um, yeah, the fear of death, that, you know, that source of the fear, you know, the fear that, that, that I, that I, I can die and I can, and I will not exist, you know, after my body dies. What an immense fear that comes from that. So to start approaching it right now, like you had this experience where it's, it's visceral. You had this experience, you're driving your baby to the hospital and your heart's breaking and you're like you're going through like oh my god my life may never be the same you know i may lose something that's more dear to me than practically life itself i may lose something like that and then my life will never be this and it's like it has such a such an impact and that that we've all you know many of us have experienced it whether it's a loved one you know whether it's a scare or it's a loved one that we were close to that's left their body or friend and uh and if we haven't, we will at some point, you know, it's, it's inevitable and, and how to actually move toward that biggest fear, how to move toward that, you know, and, and to walk with that so that it's not um, under the surface, potentially, you know, um, disrupting and running our life. So. Yeah. Our, uh, our, our friend, Laura, she said her son, her son once put a ba- her son put a bandaid from a library floor in his mouth once and she almost died. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> and so it's just, it's, I think it's, you know, the immediate thing I remember feeling was just this sense of, of the anxiety and loss of control. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, realizing there's no control that I have of what's going on here, you know? And so it was just, it's just, yeah, just scary moments. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, I, I know friend, I have, I have friends who have lost children, you mm-hmm. know, can't imagine what that's like human children, 
Mm-hmm. Um, you know what I mean? And, and I've, I have friends who have babies who get sick and I've taken them to the hospital and just can't, can't imagine, you know? Mm-hmm. It's devastating. It's, that's, that's the reality of it. I mean, our, our, our hearts, when we give our heart to somebody or something and somebody leaves their body, it's, it's crushing. It's, it's such a crushing experience, you know? Yeah. Or what to speak of leaving their body, uh, but also just suffering, just being sick or being ill mm-hmm. or being, you know, crippled or, you know, whatever it might be, just mm-hmm. taking, taking, one is taking, taking the life completely, but also it might just be taking the life that you had imagined, you know? Like mm-hmm. one is like, oh, my baby dies or what my baby gets, gets an illness that affects the way they live their life the rest of for the rest of their yeah. their time on this earth, you know? Mm-hmm. And so it's like, it steals the, steals the life that I had all planned out for us, you know? This material world, Srila Prabhupada said, it's, it's, it's uh, not a place that's fit for ladies and gentlemen, you know? It's, it, and and, I, and I, I, I'm appreciating like, okay, like this is the reality. Like we're looking, mm-hmm. looking at this Zoom group right now, like the likelihood that, you know, one of us, you know, has, can't, you know, gets cancer has like the, the, the likelihood and the, um, the statistics, you know, that that's the, that's just the reality. Like that is, that is the reality, you know? And it's like, man, that's so intense, you know, that someone will have a, an abrupt, you know, departure from, from their body, from this life. Like we're looking at this group right now, or that somebody very, very close to them will have that, you know, it's like, those are the statistics. Like that's the bargain. Like that's the deal of this world. And that's just like, Man, the material world is a bad bargain, you know. And unless, uh, unless, and this is this is our whole premise. Unless we're really seeing, like, what is this training ground? Like, what is this environment? What's the purpose of it? Unless we're seeing that, if we're trying to build a sandcastle, we're trying to build our eternal home on this planet. It's just gonna it's gonna punish us, you know. But if we're building that kingdom internally in our relationship with our higher power and awakening ourselves spiritually, then like St. Francis prays, you know, and, and, you know, so many, you know, we, we, we have so many examples of friends and teachers and people, if we look at, you know, throughout history that have walked through death, that have walked through disease, that have walked through suffering, that have walked through pain, you know, with grace, you know, and, and that have walked through it with a smile on their face, with compassion in their heart, with, with experiencing the greatest joy of their life. And so it's this, it's like this aspiration that, that's what I'm seeking. There's an internal kingdom that I'm seeking and everything else to do with my body, everything else to do with this world and this life <clears throat> is meant to support that journey within and that awakening. Mm. And to the degree that we're going internal and we're connecting spiritually, connecting with our higher power, then we can walk through you know, all the fears of this life, all the challenges of this life. We can walk through them in that consciousness, finding the opportunity to serve, to express love and to, to further awaken, you know? And that's, you know, when, when we're talking about it, it's like, yeah, like, let's be real. Like, let's be real with the realities of this world. Let's mm. not, yeah, let's not be the flamingo, you know, the, the, the lions coming, you know, like the, the cartoon, right? The flamingo sticks his head in the, the ground, right? It's an, os- it's an ostrich, Rear. So no, okay. The, I thought flamingos did that. Okay. Flamingos are the flamingos are the pink birds that stand on one leg. Okay, you got it. Okay, the, ostrich, the, o- their, their the ostrich. You guys are with me. You guys are with me. So the the flamingo when it sticks its head in the ground. The ostrich when it sticks its head in the ground. <laughs> right, and it's like okay that that, that it's going to go away. You know, I'm going to be able to distract myself with you know with pursuits of the material world and pleasures and 
I'm going to be able to distract myself. And oh, whoa, but all the while, all the mm. while, there's, there's these inevitable things that are going to take place, you know, and, and damn, that's intense, you know, like, that's the, that, that's the environment, right? And, okay, and there's, there's a truth that's beyond it. And what mm. spiritual teachings are, are, are helping us to see is, this is just a training ground. This is just a test ground. Each life is like a chapter in our book of eternality. It's a little dot on the line of eternality that we exist. We, there's a never a time when we didn't exist. It's what the Gita says. And, and that uh, when, we, when we leave these bodies, we're reborn again. You know? And so mm. to be able to, you know, yeah, really look at it, you know, very, very, um, very honestly to look at this environment and this situation and then to and, and to ask ourselves like what am i making of it you know and, and what is my game plan for this life to be able to mm. to be able to move toward that spiritual truth and and it's a it's a it's a it's a journey it's like a backpacking journey and it's there's gonna be storms gonna be intense we're gonna forget we need each other to mm. stay on point to stay focused but just to know the storms are gonna come it's gonna be intense there's a, there, there are all these different aspects of it and it can be completely transformational and it can be the wildest adventure that we've ever experienced in our lives. Yeah. What we make of it. Mm. Have you ever had a near death experience? I have. Yeah. I, I've had near death experiences for sure. Yeah. Multiple. Mo mo yeah. Multiple. Yeah. I've, I've had, uh, you know, and I, and, and I kind of flash back to my youth, you know, like, like when I was in LA, there were, you know, I had a bunch of close calls. I was, I was, uh, I was riding motorcycles when I was in LA and this is about, you know, nine, 10 years ago now. And, um, and I had some, I had some really close calls on motorcycles. I had some, then when I was younger, you know, and I was, I was a little bit, um, in, you know, uh, you know, like, uh, yeah, I, I, I had, I had certain business practices that required, you know, personal protection and, and sometimes, you know, hairy situations. And so, you know, definitely, you know, near-death experiences for sure. And, and, um, and I remember in those times, yeah, I remember the deepest prayer of my life. I, I remember like the most rapturous, you know, like gratitude and prayer and, uh, or even not, not near death, but like, you know, experiences where it's like, oh my God, my life could be ruined forever. You know, I could, I could go to jail for a long time or I could, you know, I lose a loved one or, you know, those types of experiences. And, and in the right consciousness, it can really just, it brings out, you know, it's, it's brought out the best in me in my life. And it's helped me to really, really look at my life and to really look at what's important and what's worth, you know, fretting about and getting caught up with and, you know, distracted with. And, and uh, yeah, and so I don't, I don't recommend it, you know, for anybody to, to uh, self-inflict near-death experiences, but um, mm. the but the power I've experienced from them is just puts life into perspective. Puts really what's most important into perspective, and I think I know that's what people that's what people get. You know, at the time of death, you know that that's the all the research and all the stories show that life flashes before our eyes, and uh, and if we lived a life that was truly meaningful, there's a there's a sense of peace and ease and acceptance and surrender that takes place at that time and if we lived a life that wasn't true to ourselves, we lived a life that other people expected of us, or we lived a life of fear or whatever it was, you know, then uh, all those regrets flash before our eyes. And, mm. you know, and so how can we, how can we die now? Right. How can the ego die now so that we can 
Mm. You can wake up to that life. Yeah. That's that's what I'm asking myself right now cuz yeah, cuz I I want to live my life fully. I want to I want to experience the most meaning in every single moment of my life that I possibly can. And uh, I don't want to miss. I don't want to miss all the love and all the opportunities for, for service and exchange that's available. Mm. So, so I miss a lot. I know that, right? I, I miss a lot, you know? And uh, it's painful, you know, like to reflect on it and just be like, man, I'm, so, I'm, I'm, I'm ungrateful. Like, how do I miss being grateful for mm. you, you know, or my wife? Or how do I miss those moments to express that gratitude, you know? And, I do not want to miss those moments. And I've spent so much of my life missing those moments. And so, mm. Sometimes it takes a, a, a big wake up call to kind of shake us out of, you know, whatever distracted kind of state that we're in, you know, and, and to really mm. see this environment that we're in, see the, the, the fragility of life and, and to see, you know, there's so much that, that we can take for granted and, and, uh, to be able to use that as a catalyst, to be able to use the, the fragility of, 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 of life and, and our relationships and the inevitable death that we'll experience in these bodies to be able to live fully in gratitude, give ourselves fully to our life. Yeah. Thank you for the reminder, Vera. Appreciate it every day. Yeah, and I feel the same way. Super grateful for you and grateful for all of you guys. And mm-hmm. Thank you to all of our listeners. Thank you for joining us every day. We appreciate you all so, so, so much. All of us joining us live on Zoom. All of us joining us on Instagram. All of you listening out there, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, YouTube. If you're listening on our podcast platforms, please download, subscribe, leave us a five-star review. We really appreciate it. It helps us a lot. goes a long way. We're here every day, and we would love for you to join us. If you want to get on our little live Zoom group where you can participate in the chat board, interact with us, you can write to prayerrevolution at buckycenter.org or go to buckycenter.org slash online to find our other podcasts as well as other cool content and courses, offerings that we're doing at the Bucky Center. And uh, we want to hear from you. So stay in touch, be in touch, let us know how you're doing. Be well, stay well, everybody. And uh, we look forward to seeing you next time. Love you, Doyao. Thank you guys so much for your presence, for being with us. Have an empowering day. Let's live today like we're going to die tomorrow. Let's give our, our day our full intention, our full energy, mm. whatever we're stepping into next. Let's give our full heart to it. Thank you so much. Take care, everybody. Hadi. See you later, guys. Thanks so much, Vera. Thanks, Julie. Thanks, Trisha. Thanks, Buck the Yoga Dog. Hey, Buck the Louie. Thank you. Bye-bye.